When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Women's running, running, running. Women's running stories. Hello and welcome to Women's Running Stories, the podcast where every episode one woman shares a story from her running experience. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer, and I am also a runner. And in this episode, I'm going to share part of my story, the most recent part of my running story. And I'm calling this phase one of my over 50 sub 20 5K project. And what I mean by that is that I am over 50 and I am aiming to run under 20 minutes in the 5K. And I'm just getting going. So this is the story of sort of how I got here and me setting my first baseline in this project. Coming in to my over 50 sub 20 5K project, the fastest I had ever run a 5K, the very, very fastest I've ever run, was over a decade ago, and I ran a 20-minute, 19-second 5K. In recent times, my fastest time is 21 minutes and 37 seconds, and I did that in December of 2021, just to give you some context of where I was coming into all of this. But before we get to my story, I want to let you know that this podcast is a proud member of the Evergreen Network of Podcasts. And there is another podcast in this network that I know you will really love, and that is Hear Her Sports. It is hosted and produced by my friend Elizabeth Emery. And every episode, Elizabeth gets into great conversations with a woman athlete or a woman who is otherwise in the sports world. And they get into all the details about how that person does what she does, why she is so passionate about her pursuits, and how she got there. One episode that I just have loved for ages, it's back in the archives, um, and I will be sure to link to it, but is the episode with Dr. Cheryl Cookie. And Dr. Cookie is a leading researcher in women's sports in the media. She is one of the primary researchers who brought us the statistic that only 4% of mainstream sports coverage is focused on women. And, you know, that statistic is something that inspired this podcast to focus only on women. And her conversation with Elizabeth is just fantastic. So I will link to that in the show notes. And yeah, go ahead and subscribe to Hear Her Sports. Elizabeth does amazing work over there. And now on to the episode, on to the beginning phase of my over 50 sub 20 5K project. Here we go. So I 
have been running for years. And I started my running journey a little later in life. I had been a competitive bike racer for many years, and then I sort of phased over time into running. And I was sort of absorbing this sort of message that I feel like gets into the ether of as you're getting older, you're going to slow down and so run further. So I just sort of got it into my head that I needed to run marathons. And I was also kind of around the ultra community. And so I ran on the trails and I did some ultras. And I always found these distances I mean, obviously very hard. I mean, it's never easy to run a marathon or an ultra, but I really feel like I struggled. And for many, many years, I kept thinking, well, the struggle is if I can just overcome this challenge of the struggle, then I will, then that will feel like a big accomplishment. And I did not feel like I especially handled the mental aspect of it very well. So I took this on as a big challenge. I thought, this is going to be the challenge I'm going to conquer, is to be able to have a good mindset over these long distances. And it never really clicked for me. I mean, certainly I have had incredible experiences running marathons, running ultras, being out on the trails undoubtedly. But in the grand scheme of things, this was not my strong suit. And I had these vague notions of pursuing a 5k here or there or having sort of these short term, let's say eight week, maybe a little bit longer goals of like getting faster at a particular distance, aiming for a particular race. And then I'd move on. And inevitably, I would be training for something longer. And so one concrete goal I did have back about a dozen years ago in my early 40s was to break 20 minutes in the 5K. And I went after a goal race and I ran 20 minutes and 19 seconds. And then that whole idea just sort of faded away. I honestly can't tell you what happened, but it did not become a focus. But I do remember very distinctly running that 20 minutes and 19 seconds. And then, you know, life moved on and I ran marathons and ultras and and all the rest of it. And I didn't really have any sense that I would focus on shorter distances until I did. And I decided coming into the indoor track season in 2021 that I was going to give it a go. And I decided to focus on the 800 and I ran the 400. And over the 2021-2022 winter I ran indoor track, and I also had on my agenda to run the Boston Marathon in April and Comrades for the very first time in August of 2022. It was an odd time. Normally, Comrades is in June, but it was in August because they were still coming through the COVID times. This was the first time that Comrades was going to run since COVID had hit, and it was one of the reasons I was so committed to it because I had intended on running Comrades in 2020. 
So I had these polar opposite goals uh, at that time where I was running the shortest distances I had ever run. I also threw in my first cross-country races at the end of 2021. And then I was moving into the longest distance I had ever run in my life. And I thought that was kind of neat. Like I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. You know, I like here I am. I'm in my 50s. I'm racing the very shortest distances I've ever raced and then going and training for the very longest distance I have ever run. And and I did it. And it was it was fun and exciting. And Comrades was really hard. And it was very joyful. And I decided very quickly that I was going to go back and do it again in 2023 this year. And I had also qualified for Boston, so I was set to run that as well. But as I came into the end of 2022, I still had this interest in running track and running very, very short distances, but I knew I was totally committed to running the marathon and and this 55-mile Comrades run in June of this year. But looking ahead after that, I had decided that I was going to be done with the very long-distance running So, of course, I was thinking about focusing on the track and or cross-country running, but then I also came back to this idea of running a fast 5K, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to set my sights on breaking 20 minutes in the 5K now, a dozen years after the first time I set that goal in motion. And to help me get there, I decided it was time to get a coach. I have never really had a coach before. My husband has helped me a lot. I had a coach for a very short period of time a few years ago, but I kept hearing stories over and over and over again that like people had had these great experiences getting a coach. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. And I chose Verity Breen. I've had her on the podcast before, and I I knew that Verity was very forensic in her approach to running. It is something that I am not. I am not a good long-term planner in my running. I ha- I don't keep track of things particularly well. And I just thought I could really use somebody like this. And there were lots of other reasons why I chose her, but that was a that was a big one. And so I emailed Verity at the beginning of 2023 and I told her, hey, I would like to hire you as a coach. I have this ultimate goal of running a sub 20 minute 5k. I really love running the 800 on the track. I want to have a go again at cross country, but I've got these two big runs that I'm definitely going to do. And one of them is the Boston Marathon. And then I am running comrades and I want to do better than I did last year. So I threw all these various goals at her and I was fully ready for her to write back to me and say, this is too much. You're too scattered. And 20 minutes is a huge goal for somebody your age or with your abilities or something. I just, I didn't, I wasn't quite sure what would come back, but I was ready for her to say like, this is not happening. And instead she said, I think you're going to reach this sub 20 minute goal faster than you think, but let's get going on these long distance runs. I'm paraphrasing here, of course, but I mean, that's the gist of it where, you know, she was totally on board for this sub 20 minute 5k project. And I thought, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to embrace that confidence because I wasn't feeling particularly confident. It just felt like a really lofty goal and like something I could sink my teeth into over the long term, because that was the other part of this is that. I was willing, I am willing for this project to take as long as it needs to take. After I, 
you know, after the Comrades run, I was just ready to settle in to 5K training for as long as it was possibly going to take to get me to the sub 20 minute goal. And I was, you know, I am not fully confident that this is going to happen, but I am becoming more confident. So I began working with Verity. And one of the things that I knew And one of the reasons why I was keen to tell her about the 5K goal, even though I knew we'd be focusing on very, very different goals for the beginning of our journey together, is that she would be keeping this 5K in mind throughout all the rest of this training. And I know that she has done that. And coming through the Comrades training, I really started to pay closer attention to some of the ways that I know I get in my own way as a runner, and really in life as well, but we'll just focus on the running for the moment here. And this all kind of coalesced after I'd had some really nice conversations with Jay Grunke of The Balanced Runner. Her focus is running form, but what she does in her practice is about so much more than that, at least for me. I've gotten so much more out of it than just my form getting better, which it has. But one of the things, you know, she talks about a lot that one of the things she helps runners do is get out of their own way. And so I had been thinking about that a lot. Like, what are the ways that I get in my own way? And something I came back to was this whole idea of struggle, you know, this struggling that I had experienced doing these longer runs. So I started thinking a lot about like, well, what what is this struggle? And, you know, something that I have very unpleasant memories of is what I would call like flogging myself, where I just would kind of go out on these runs and I wouldn't feel particularly good, but I felt compelled to reach certain paces and certain mileage. And I just, it it was really unpleasant. And I was just sort of beholden to my watch. And if I wasn't you know, running as fast as I thought I should be running, I would just get really down on myself. It was a, it was really not fun. And so I, so I was thinking about like, you know, well, what go, you know, what are some of the elements of this struggling that I was doing? And I sort of landed on three things that I noticed all kind of work together. And I've talked about this before. I, you know, I talked about this in the Comrades episode. One of them is anxiety. I know that I have sort of an overactive nervous system. Another one was that I know my breathing gets really out of control, especially when I am running faster or, you know, putting out more effort. I tend to not breathe very well. And then, of course, the other thing is that I just, as much as I've worked on it, I really... I really hadn't been able to get to a place where my negative thinking was particularly manageable. Like it just really always seemed to sneak up on me and and really just make things unpleasant. And I just really wanted to find a way out of that. And I started to notice the way that these things all conspired together to make things worse. I noticed how the negative thinking made me more tense. So it was acting as a way of revving up my anxiety. And that, of course, had a huge impact on my ability to breathe well. So I started working on these this trio of characters that was really getting in my way. And over time, I've gotten much better at all of these things. And it's taken time. It's taken a lot of diligence. But I'm starting to notice that I'm just not doing these things as much anymore. I'm not as tense when I run. I breathe a lot better. And the negative thinking 
is starting to get a lot easier to manage. Like the way I've described it is I can just bat away these ideas a lot better. And then I just find myself not going there as much anymore. And it's really nice. And the other thing that's really stuck with me in a, in a conversation I had with Jay a while back, and and here I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it exactly how she said it, but she was basically talking about how we can all remember a time when we felt free and easy when we were running, and it was probably a time when we were children. But that is sort of the goal: is to get to this free, you know, this free and joyful feeling that we can have when we run. And there was this vague, there was this part of me that was like, I, I get what she's talking about. Like in my mind's eye, I can see that happening. I also knew that that was not how I was running. And I wanted to have that feeling. Like I would get it every so often, but it wasn't something that happened all the time. And it also wasn't something that I could conjure up on my own. It was just sort of like it would either happen or it wouldn't. I'd be happy when it did. And then when it didn't, I would just sort of like power through. And so I really wanted to embrace that side of my running and find ways that I could run in that way more often than not. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. And the other thing about my running over the years is that it's just been kind of achy and painful. It seems like the long runs, they just, you know, they they didn't feel good a lot of the times. I felt like I was in a lot of pain a lot of the time when I was running, even if I wasn't injured. Like it just, I just didn't feel good. And I really wanted to get out of that. I thought, you know, if I'm going to keep doing this, it's got to feel good. And little by little, it has started to feel better. And I will say at this point in time, I don't have any aches and pains in my body. I mean, sure, I get stiff and sure, my muscles get tired or sore, but I don't have any place in my body that I would say hurts and and especially not when I run. And on those days when I go out for a run and I'm just not feeling it, I check in with my body and I just don't push it. If it's not a day that I can't get in a good workout, then I dial it back. And that seems to be working. So, you know, in the past, I would be very fearful of that. And that was where a lot of the struggle came in, too, is I would just power through. And it was like this, you know, this is what I feel like I need to be doing today. So I'm just going to, you know, slog my way through it. And boy, it was not fun. So anyways, fast forward to now. And so I did Comrades. That was on June 11th. I took about a month off and got going again with some, you know, sort of formal training plans in the middle middle to late July. And that also coincided with my my move to Cork, Ireland. And so I went back to the team that I ran with before when I lived here, that's St. Finbar's here in Cork. 
And I started doing these nighttime races that they have during the week here in the summer. They're fantastic. You know, you get go to these small towns. They'll be anywhere from 5K to about five mile races. And, you know, three, 400 people will show up and we all run and have a great time. They're super well organized and they're just a blast. So anyways, I've been showing up to these and I've been practicing my racing and and I love to race. I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm, you know, I had such a tough time with the marathons. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to be doing these 5Ks is you just, you know, you get to recover faster and do them more often. I just, I, I absolutely love to race. So I've been very excited to be doing these races and practicing ways that I have, you know, not not gotten the most out of myself in racing in the past. And one of my big problems is a problem that so many other people face is that I go out too fast, I get really excited, and then I start to struggle toward the end. And then it's kind of this, oh, here we go again. And I sort of struggle my way to the finish with frustration and like, Ugh, when am I ever going to learn this lesson? feelings. And, you know, that doesn't feel good. So so I've really been trying to be mindful of that. And when I know I have so many races that I can do, it's like, okay, well, I can play around with this a little bit. And there's really not so much on the line. I mean, not that there ever really is, but, but you know, I mean, it's just, I can, I can go out and play around. So I've been doing that and I've been finding more success at trying to sort of meter out my pace. And also at the same time, I'm running faster. So, you know, in the past, when I look at my watch and I see that I'm going under seven minute pace, I sort of have a little freak out because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't possibly hold this. And then I go into that negative thinking spiral and get tense and my breathing goes sideways and then the whole thing just falls apart. I mean, that is definitely something that has happened before. But now it hasn't been. And so I have been practicing pacing, practicing my breathing practicing being in a better frame of mind all throughout my running and it's starting to come around and I've noticed that I'm starting to feel very fluid when I run I am running faster than I have in the past and it's just been a ton of fun and when I do start to have those negative thoughts one of the first things I go to is how can I turn this around and get in a better frame of mind? And how can I find the wins in this, even if I have made a mistake, even if I have made that same mistake that I've made a million times, what can I get out of this at this point that would be a positive? What can I learn from this? And I took all that with me to the line on Wednesday, August 30th at 7.30 at night, with the idea of setting a baseline. This was the first 5K that had been available in these sort of during the week evening races. And it was a relatively flat course. It was a nice night. It wasn't windy. And I thought, okay, I can set a baseline. The other thing going into this is that on my weekly schedule, Verity had written something about the way things have been going, you are poised for a breakthrough race. My immediate reaction to that was, I'm totally going to fail at this. Like, this is not happening. Because that is my typical reaction to putting any sort of pressure on myself or having any expectation of doing something surprisingly good in running. Because I've been at this a long time, and I have shown up to many, many 5K start lines. 
and I have not had those hoped-for breakthrough experiences. But things have been feeling different. So I set aside that doom and gloom feeling, and I set aside all of the tension and worry that comes with it. And instead, I decided to approach the start line like I have been every week now for several weeks and just get curious. I decided I'm just going to see how I feel. And that is exactly what I did. And I started in that first few kilometers and I felt great. And I looked down at my watch after the first few minutes of the race and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going out way too fast. I had found some people who felt like they were running a pace that I could keep up with and they were running smoothly. Their breathing did not sound super labored. So it sounded to me as if they were probably at a pace that they could hold. And I just decided to get into a rhythm with them. And thankfully, those people did keep their pace going quite nicely because it is so much nicer to follow somebody else and to just kind of lock in behind someone on somebody else's shoulder. And So we clicked along through this 5K and two kilometers in, three kilometers in, I was still feeling good. My breathing still felt great. I still felt fluid. I did not feel like I was struggling at all. I actually felt strong and like I could give a little more, but it wasn't quite time. And coming into that final kilometer, the other mental hiccup that I tend to have is giving it my all at the end. That can really cause me to tense up and feel like I just can't do this. And instead, I realized that I still had something to give and I was just going to focus on staying calm and breathing as well as I could, even though, you know, my breathing had gotten harder. I mean, it was toward the end of the race. It was supposed to get harder. And I just focused on keeping good form and keeping my breathing at least even if it was going to be a lot harder And just giving it all I had all the way to the finish line. And I did set my baseline. And it is a recent time PR. I ran 21 minutes and 10 seconds. So it is almost a full 30 seconds faster than that last fastest 5K, the one back in December 2021, where I ran 21 minutes and 37 seconds. So I'm going to call it a breakthrough. I am going to let Verity know that she was right, and I'm on track. And of course, it was really satisfying. And here was the most satisfying part, is that I didn't struggle at all. I kept a very good mental attitude, my body felt good, and I ran well. And that, to me, is more important than whatever the clock says. But it's really nice when those things all coincide together. (laughs) So... Yeah, there is my baseline. I have set it. And I am now settling in to the journey of bringing that time down. And I have more confidence than I have in the past that I will actually reach this sub 20 minute goal, however long it takes. I'll keep you posted. So that brings us to the end of phase one of this story. I, of course, will keep you up to date as things progress. 
And I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to share this journey. It's part of the reason, of course, is that I am an older athlete and I was given all those messages about like, just run longer because you're going to get slower. And you know, that just, it, it did not bring me the kind of joy that this is bringing me. And, you know, I'm much more mature as an athlete, of course. I've learned a lot of great lessons all along the way. And I just, I feel like they're all coming to roost right now. And I did not expect to be this joyful and excited about being a competitive athlete in my 50s. Um, I don't really know what I expected, but I didn't expect it to be quite like this. And so I want to share that and I want to share how I'm getting there. And I would love to hear the kinds of challenges that you're setting for yourself and what sort of things are you overcoming? One of the reasons I am so into this is that it also just it really does have an impact on the rest of my life. And, you know, getting over anxiety and getting over negative thinking, being a healthier person overall, I mean, these are all really important parts of life. And I feel like this is just a great avenue to work on all of these aspects of, you know, being alive and, you know, getting older. And being able to enjoy it so much is just, I, I mean, it's its really incredible. And it's also exciting to be hearing from other women who are either my age or older and finding exciting ways to continue to be a competitive athlete. And also from younger runners who are being less scared about getting older. You know, it's not that bad, everybody. <laughs> And, you know, I will say the other thing is that I am definitely coming through perimenopause. Uh, you know, I've been feeling a lot better, a lot more in tune with my body. One of the things as I look back over the last few years is that I have felt very, I'm just going to say like out of sync with my body. And that's part of the frustration. And I think, uh, you know, part of the struggle too of my athletics over the last several years is that when your body is in such hormonal chaos, it's the inputs and outputs are tough. Like I could have a hard training run and then the next day either feel good or not feel good. Like there just wasn't as a strong correlation in the ways that there had been before. And I feel like those correlations are coming back a little bit better. Like I have a hard workout. The next day I feel a little more tired and then I actually recover and I feel but you know I there's more of a rhythm that I can rely on these days that had been a little bit lost to me over the last several years um, and I also think that perimenopause you know kicked up my anxiety and made me quicker to anger and you know other things that were not so pleasant the other thing is is that five years ago I stopped drinking and I think anybody would be hard-pressed to say that drinking actually contributes to making them healthier. And so the removal of drinking, I have no doubt, has made me a healthier person emotionally, mentally, and definitely physically. And the other thing is I have gotten a handle on my nutrition. I had, over my lifetime, developed some really unhealthy eating habits. One of them was just not truly not eating enough. And it was so baked into the way I went through my days. And, you know, and I still, like, I still qualified for Boston. Like, I still had these markers that were like, hey, you're doing fine. Um, but it really wasn't. And I wasn't doing as fine as I could be. And I have really worked on that. So, you know, this has been a full court press project. This isn't just like, oh, I hired a coach and started breathing better and suddenly I'm running faster. I mean, there have been a lot of things going into this 
But one of the things I really love about being a competitive athlete is that you do push yourself a lot. So it does show these weak points and it gives you something to focus on to improve. So, you know, so I I have taken the opportunity to continue to work on these various different elements of life. And lo and behold, they happen to also help me become faster as a runner. And so, yeah, so I'm just really, I'm just really having fun embracing this life as an older athlete and just seeing what is possible. I, I think that's really sort of more the curiosity than anything else is like, what is possible. I I recently got to interview Sabrina Pace Humphreys, and yes, she is going to be on the podcast soon. I'm super excited. Uh, but one of the things that she said in our conversation was, I you know, and I'm going to pair. This is not an exact quote, but it was something along the lines of like, I'm just so curious about what this body can do, and I feel the same way. I'm just like, who knows? Like, and whether or not I reach these lofty goals, truly is not the point for me. It's about so much more. And, you know, and part of it is just the people I get to meet along the way, the people I get to share this with, my running community, you, you know, like there's just, there's so much more to it than like, oh, I'm, you know, whether or not I break 20 minutes in the 5K and whatever else I might go on to try and do. But, um, but it is, it's, I'm just completely curious. I think we are on the precipice of seeing what we're all able to do as older athletes, as more of us start to realize that it's like, oh, it does not have to end when I'm 25 or 30 or 35 or 40 or, you know, on into your 50s and 60s and 70s. Like this, you know, this is something we can all keep doing as long as we want to and also as long as it feels good and most importantly, as long as it is fun. And I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you are having a lot of fun And that is really going to do it for me. I'm going to wrap up this episode. I thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. And I really, I would love you to share this episode with someone else who you think, I don't know, might be inspired by it or might have a goal that they're going after. And they can let me know how that's going for them. I, you know, I would really love to hear from you or whoever you share these episodes with. And with that, I am going to say goodbye for now. I will be with you next week with another woman's story on women's running stories. And until then, I do wish you the very most joyful and healthiest of strides forward. Women's running. running. Women's running stories. should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. 
Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run, where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.